Final Wear Daily, day before the World Test Championship final. Adam Collins, Barat Sunderason with you for Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Um, we've heard from both the captains today. We've got a pretty good handle on where Australia are taking this. Well, we know what their 11 is. Uh, we're less clear about India. Maybe we should start with India and Rohit Sharma's team. It is quite likely the case that Ravichandran Ashwin, number one ranked bowler in the world, um, has the wood over Australia in quite a spectacular way, albeit not quite as much away from home, he's probably going to miss in favour of Shadul Thakur because he hit twin 50s here a couple of years ago. Does that sound about right to you? He certainly did, uh, and uh, and it certainly does. The, the whole saga of Ashwin away from home has uh, become the longest-running soap opera in Indian cricket, yeah. hasn't it? Um, you can see both sides of the story, the Indian management. The previous Indian management felt, look, we have Ravindra Jadeja. He is the number one all-rounder in the world alongside Ben Stokes, and I strongly believe in that. So that's decided. Now, do we need, as good as our, our Ashwin is, do we need Ravichandran Ashwin in the side as a second spinner where you're not sure how much you'll need him, whereas you think that having a fourth seamer, especially because you have Shardul Thakur who can bat, and yes, like yes. you said, the 250s he made, here and the runs he made in Australia at, uh, at the Gabba, you know he can provide that for you. You're always tempted to keep him in the side uh, because he can swing the ball as well and uh, Duke Six is swinging these days. So I think those are the reasons why uh, or what have gone in favour of Shadul Thakur in the last uh, couple of years in England and in South Africa. And it very well might go in his favour again uh, because what the number of overs that spinners are bowled here is uh, ridiculously low this county season. I think just 30 overs of spin. Yeah, that's that, that. That is true. I still think it's, I still think it's odd. I mean, Ashwin he might average what is it 39 in senior country strike rate of 82. I get that. I see the numbers, mm. but you can't. Cricket's not played on spreadsheets. It's, it's often played above the shoulders, and Ashwin has always been in the Australians' heads. They've got. Four left-handers in the top seven. He enjoyed success against them a few months ago. He bowled surprisingly well. By surprisingly well, I'm overplaying that point. He, he had more of an influence on the World Test Championship mm. final in 2021 than his discipline might suggest on a seeming track. Uh, the whole thing to me feels like too smart by half. Ashwin is a player who has dominated Australia before. To leave him out, even in circumstances or conditions that may not quite be a spinner's paradise, uh, Jadeja on the other side of it, wouldn't you see him more as your number six in any scenario? I mean, look at his record over the last three years with the bat. Exactly. Um, he gets picked on his batting, even if he doesn't end up being a, a frontline spinner. I, I'd flip it around. You know what it reminds me of? We were at the Oval. 2017, India lose to Pakistan in the Champions Trophy final. Ashwin and Jadeja both play in that game. Yep. And what happens right after they lose? Ashwin and Jadeja are, are taken away from the wide ball circuit mm -hmm. for two years. Right? Yuzvendra Chehel and Kuldeep Yadav come and uh, they become a force. Still the 2019 World Cup when India get knocked out and they're gone and Jadeja comes back immediately. Only, only at the end, right? Jadeja got left out for the whole tournament, brought back for the semi exactly. and nearly won it on his own. He did, he did. And, uh, and I think it's similarly... Because India lost in 2021, the last time Ashwin played a test away from the subcontinent for India, uh, it, it, not that he didn't bowl well, but it's almost like he's become a scapegoat in a way. Like, mm. oh, he oh, almost he's being treated as an excess to their needs, the second spinner. Whereas when you have someone like Shardul Thakur, you're just tempted to. Virat Kohli definitely was as captain to play the fourth seamer. He was always in favour of playing the extra seamer. Um, 
don't forget Rohit Sharma hasn't captained uh, a test match in on English soil before True. because it was Virat Kohli for those first four tests and it was Jasprit Bumrah who we're missing here who captained uh, the solitary test last year once the baseball era had begun <laughs> so it'll be a new challenge for Rohit Sharma as well um, even at this stage of his career in a big final to uh, lead his charges and he's a gut feel captain so uh, I I I would believe him even if he says uh, like he did say in the press conference today that they haven't taken a decision on Ashwin. If he wakes up tomorrow and he feels he looks out, the sun's out, the pitch is looking drier and drier. The more we look at it, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a green tinge to it, but it it is it is dry. Like you know, you could see Pat Cummins earlier just like knocking the surface. You could see it's a pretty firm surface. It's deceptive, right? Like yeah. there's always a a green tinge to pitches at the Oval the day before a test, despite what you'll hear online from sort of amateur mm -hmm. horticulturalists and and betting enthusiasts who see it like oh it'll be over in two days yeah, it's a green top nah. believe me I do cricket here all the time at the Oval and that pitch is exactly how it is before most um, games of red ball cricket here so that shouldn't really factor into their thinking but I wonder whether the other piece of this with Shadul Dakar is could he be the third seamer because we're, we're kind of taking it as red mm, that Umesh yeah. Yadav would be the third yeah. seamer when Shadul might lengthen their batting yet further as the first change behind Siraj and Shami uh, look he hasn't played a lot of cricket in the last 18 months or so right he had the injury break and uh, yeah. uh, he so that might kind of come into consideration and Umesh Yadav played the last World Test Championship final didn't he he, he did, had a yeah. couple of pretty uh, inside inside to spells as well um, so he's been around for so long Australia no strangers to Umesh Yadav uh, and I still think Umesh Yadav is ahead of Shadul Thakur in the pecking order in terms of just playing as a pure bowler uh, but having said that look we saw what Shadul Thakur can do here we saw what Shadul Thakur can do with the moving ball in South Africa when he took the seven wicket haul that was a golden run for him those six seven months or actually first 12 months of test cricket for him mm. proper test cricket for him uh, but I still don't think they look at him um, as the third seamer having said that Rohit Sharma has grown up with Shadul Thakur there is this uh, unbelievable chemistry between the two he does bring out the best in Shadul Thakur uh, he, uh, you know, even when they played for Mumbai back in the day, state cricket and now in international cricket. So maybe that could happen, but it would be unlikely. I haven't even given up on Jaydev Unadkar playing. I know mm, nobody's mm. talking about him. Uh, left arm option. Left arm option. Uh, he, he has so many skills now. They're very different to the Jaydev Unadkar who made his debut all those years ago, or even Jaydev Unadkar who made his comeback uh, six or seven months ago. Uh, so that could be a tempting option. Rahul Dravid really trusts him. But eventually it'll come down to what Rohit wants. It's worth going back and remembering that Australia were 2-0 down in that series in India, had that extraordinary victory at Indoor where they won inside seven sessions. So great response there. Mm. And they probably have, I was going to say the better of the draw at Ahmedabad, that wouldn't be wouldn't be doing justice to the way mm. that India batted, but they did bat for a long stretch of time there to finish Usman Khawaja, top scoring with 180 there. Travis Head made 90. So they finished that series well. And they're quite settled, even though they're... they're Lineup changes an awful lot because Warner returns, who we've spoken about already on the pod a couple of days ago, signalling his intentions to play, have effectively one more lap around in England, then Australia as well until Sydney next year. Travis Head naturally therefore drops to number five. They revert to three seamers in a spinner rather than a seamer and three spinners as it was in India. So Cummins returns. He didn't play the last couple of test matches. Stark with him. Boland with them. Um, Nisa was in the squad but didn't bowl at training yesterday. And, and Boland is the, the yeah. horse for the course, I suppose, in, in conditions where if you land it in the same spot consistently in, in England and especially at the Oval, you tend to be rewarded with the Duke's ball. 
Look, for the last uh, four or five years, or maybe even longer, Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins have been the, the awesome threesome, right, for Australia. They've been the three main fast bowlers. And yesterday, Cummins was asked about how close Boland is to breaking into that top three. And Pat Cummins did say that he's very close. He's very close to breaking into that top three. It kind of tells you how highly they rate, rate Scott Boland. Or just look at his numbers, you'll know why they do that. Uh, you know, our man Michael Nisa is not too far behind, <laughs> but even though he was brought into the squad, you knew the moment Josh Hazelwood was left out, it was rather unlikely, as much as we would have loved it, uh, loved for it to happen, that it was Boland who. Maybe next week at Edgbiston, you know. Maybe. I, I'm definitely sure hashtag Nisa will play yes. <laughs> at some point during this Ashes, but not yet. Uh, he bowled today, bowled beautifully again, Michael Nisa, but Funny Scott man. Boland bowled a spell yesterday to Manus Labushin and Steve Smith and then Adam Collins, the first net behind us and that was unplayable bowling. If he bowls like that in the middle, maybe this test could be over in two or three days. I think seven of the 11 that turned out at Southampton for India last time are in this final. Mm -hmm. A number of them won't get a chance in two years because they'll enjoy, well they'll enjoy, they'll experience retirements like all sides will. Australia are in a similar boat where they start this this legacy piece playing a World Test Championship final, the one they missed out on two years ago due to overrates them, the chance to win in England for the first time since 2001. We've heard both captains and Steve Smith yesterday um, and indeed Rahul Dravid yesterday mm. speaking about the importance of this week to be savoured, enjoyed, embraced because the future of Test cricket at the moment is in some jeopardy. Not so much when it comes to India and Australia specifically but what we're conditioned to, seeing lots of teams playing it, that is under threat right now. So having a, a marquee showpiece week that we can really sink our teeth into is important. Pat, what did Pat Cummins say? This is going to be the most watched test match in the history of cricket. Yeah. I don't know who told him that, but it could it's well be true. It's a great it, line. It's a great line. Yeah, it's absolutely, yeah. we can put it on the headlines. And I'm sure it's the ultimate test. The, the ultimate test. All the branding around the ground and so on. Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> it's not still a super test. And uh, there's no come on Aussie, come on yet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is super test, you know. Uh, sorry, I had to break into that. <laughs> uh, it, but look, I just finished writing a piece this morning about the relevance of the World Test Championship going forward. I asked Rahul Robert about it yesterday and a lot everybody who's faced the press has been asked about it and there's such ambiguity about all those answers right David Warner I asked him in uh, Beckenham he said maybe we should play a three-match series Andrew McDonald was asked about it he said now nah, there's no time to play a three-match series uh, Rahul Roberts said maybe some we need to find a way with some of these other test teams play a lot more but uh, he said the press conference isn't the right space to discuss it because it'll take a lot more time uh, and when the words unique and random Adam get thrown around together or meshed together, that generally means there is a lot of ambiguity around the whole point sure. of what we're doing and also what lies ahead. And in many ways, for me, it uh, is a mirror to uh, the lack of congruency in world cricket. Like, mm. Where are we headed next? Everybody has an opinion. Everybody seems to uh, think that, okay, league cricket is going to take over. It is happening as we speak. But where does the World Test Championship as a concept, forget about Test Cricket, that's going to survive for quite a while. But the World Test Championship as a concept, the world, especially in the World Test Championship, going to exist? How long is it going to exist? Is it going to continue to be, uh, or maybe going forward, will it just be the coronation of the three big teams just playing, or two of the two, three big teams facing each other repeatedly in England once every two years? Could it just be that? Could be like 1912, bring them out. If exactly, <laughs> have a yeah. triangular tournament between the air quotes big three. But yeah, I mean, the fact that neither side really had an opportunity to play a tour game. I mean, Australia probably could have mm. last weekend, but they feel like they've done enough prep. But yeah, the, the whole energy around this is different because of well what we've experienced and seen around world cricket in the last 12 months. So yeah, it, I don't want to be downbeat at the beginning of this, no. but you're right. This, this concept 
has been important. Remember, it was the World Test Championship that was jettisoned back in 2013 when the big three yeah. initially took over. So, second round of it here. Let's hope it's a cracking game. Uh, before we sign off, Barat, um, you've not been with us since we've uh, joined forces with Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Indeed. Told you a lot about them last week. So, westfield.com forward slash United Kingdom uh, forward slash London. Uh, now, if you are watching the World Test Championship final here at the Grand, or indeed if you're not, you have so many options. And I thought you'd like this, um, Baz. Um, at Shepherd's Bush, uh, the, the London version of Westfield, yeah. at Shepherd's Bush, um, Copper Chimney, Mumbai's most iconic dining destination. Copper Chimney, did you say? Uh, uh, Copper Chimney. Copper Chimney is Growing there. Up, Copper Chimney is where I always wanted to go to eat but couldn't afford to, but eventually we did. <laughs> well, you can. It, the yeah. best Indian food you'll find in London. They have more than 50 years' experience. An outstanding cocktail menu to prove it. Uh, while Bindas Eatery is a modern take on a classic Indian street food, the perfect place for a bite before or after a visit to Patshak, All Star Lanes, or City Bouldering. No, City Bouldering or uh, Flippers Roller Boogie Palace. <laughs> if we can't find an excuse to get to uh, Flippers Roller Boogie Palace at some point in the next two I months, want a boogie. we're not I going want a in hard boogie. enough. So uh, westfield.com forward slash United Kingdom slash London to see everywhere you can eat, shop and play in Europe's largest shopping centre. Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Oh, can't wait. Let's go boogie, eat at Copper Chimney and Bindas. I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed to hear that this is something you're familiar with. Yeah, and Bindas in Mumbai lingo means carefree, which is also what baseball is. So maybe we can start calling it Bindas ball. Maybe we'll point. see some carefree cricket from Rohit Sharma yeah. and co this week. Uh, I don't, what do you mean? <laughs> ah, this is the problem. It's test cricket. Yeah? IPL is over. I, I, I don't understand cricket. Yeah. Uh, the world's foremost Rohit Sharma impersonator, Brad Sunderason. <laughs> I'm Adam Collins. This has been the Final Web Preview Show. Cannot wait to make this every night with Jeff at Stumps for Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Bye from us. Sorry if I ran out to empty. Wrote this so you know what I meant. I had to go about it.